Welcome to Exploring Possibilities. I'm your host, Cheryl Sitz, a holistic spiritual speaker and coach and the founder of Journey of Possibilities. It's hard for me to believe sometimes we've been doing this since 2012, but we have dozens and dozens and going on 200 of these conversations on file. So if you haven't dug through our library, do that. Week after week, we explore possibilities to help improve your life in holistic spiritual ways. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Google Play. We'll continue in just a moment. Who are you? Why are you here? What wonders and opportunities await you beyond physical death? What happened millennia ago to create the damaged earth and fractured societies you see around you? Empowering, enlightening, internationally acclaimed, the Joseph Communications books offer answers to these questions. Spiritual, concise, contemporary, non-denominational, the communications originate from Joseph, a highly evolved discarnate spirit concerned for you and the future of the planet and its peoples. The words of Joseph and his soul group give you the power to bring light and change into your own life and the lives of others and to restore the earth. Available in paperback, ebook, and audiobook formats, the communications can be ordered today at www.thejosephcommunications.com and also from Amazon and other major booksellers. All proceeds are used for further publishing and advertising and to make the communications available worldwide. The last seven years has really changed my life. And in the last few months, I sat down and asked myself, what are the biggest shifts that I've had in my life and how could I help other people have that too? The answers that came up provided the framework for a brand new program I'm launching. This fall, I'm inviting six women on a six-week journey of possibilities with me to remember who you are. We'll explore important questions and help you connect to your innate power, wisdom, and love as you try proven practices and develop new habits to redesign your life your way. You can learn all about it at CherylSitz.com, and I hope you'll join me this fall. Now for today's show. I met today's guest through my coach, Ogeo Kosieme, and if you missed her shows, she's been on a couple of times. Go back in our library and get those out. She's fabulous. Donnell Hill, who goes by Donnie, believes we're on earth to thrive and live a joyful, soul-nourishing life. Sounds good to me. This <coughs> philosophy comes from his life lessons, which I will be asking about, his Stanford University education, and his experiences as a certified cancer coach, a leadership development consultant, a communication coach, and a transformation specialist. Donnie advises heart-centered business leaders on how to unapologetically, authentically communicate everything that matters the most and foster better relationships, restore their personal satisfaction and sense of well-being, and make a positive contribution to those around them, creating a legacy they're proud of. You can find him on the web at thelifemaximizer.com. Welcome, Donnie. Hi, Cheryl. I'm so glad you're here. We have so much fun when we get together. I know. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. <laughs> I've actually been thinking about it all morning. So <laughs> Cool. I'm glad. Well, you know, you say it in your introduction that your life experiences have helped to shape you. And I know the, the whole vast expanse of your life is a lot to draw from, but can do any experiences in particular stand out that really helped shape your philosophy, how you show up in the world? You know, I think it's coming, it's coming forward more now with kind of the, <laughs> the upheaval that's happening um, 
within the country and within communities and, and race relations. And so I am. I was born and raised in Mobile, Alabama. I lived there until I was 18, um, and then I came out to California for college. And, and growing up in the South, having parents who are products of the the 60s, the and the 70s, and then also having some experiences where I either witnessed racism or was. <laughs> indirectly at the the tail end of it or the the front end of it it forced me to think differently about um, what appreciation means and what self-appreciation means Uh, and so if you look on the news or you look on social media or you hear people's conversations there's there aren't uh, very many sources that celebrate blackness <laughs> and celebrate um, kind of who we who we are. And so uh, over the the course of my lifetime, I really had to learn how how to appreciate myself and love myself and accept myself um, when I live in a society that doesn't uh, typically do that. Yeah. And so that that's been an interesting journey because it it's forced me to look at my own prejudices, my own stuff, my own um, insecurities and wounds. And uh, at the end of the day, it's it's really addressing those issues, at least personally for me, that has been kind of the foundation of my healing. And that's launched me into doing the work that I'm doing now with Life Maximizer. Wow. Yeah, I can only imagine. And what a different culture to go from Alabama to California. That must have been a radical move. You know, in some ways it wasn't. It was a very easy transition because by that time um, I was ready for something different. And on top, on top of being black, my soul decided that, hey, why don't we throw being gay in the mix too? Wow. <laughs> and so... Um, coming to coming to the San Francisco Bay Area in some ways was a relief for me um, because it was my opportunity to really uh, lean into more of my truth and who I am versus trying to pretend that it didn't exist. Uh, and so I I was very open when I found out that I was going to have an opportunity to come to California. Yeah, it must have felt freeing in some ways. I can't even imagine. Okay, so there are people who believe that we actually sign up for the experiences that we have in this lifetime, that our soul (laughs) asked for what we got, right? And in that framework, do you actually have to ask yourself? I mean, I don't even know if you subscribe to that, but why would I choose to be a gay black man in the South in the United States? I mean, that's a lot to sign up for. Right. No, I've had I've had a lot of conversations about that before. <laughs> and one of my my buddies, he says, it's called it's your master class. It's like you wanted to your soul wanted to get a PhD in how to live on this planet. <laughs> <laughs> or how how to to appreciate yourself while living on this planet. Yeah. Well and, and- so- Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, and this is an enlightened conversation, so add that to the mix, too. I don't know how long you've been this wide awake, but this is not a conversation that we have in the Bible Belt very often. Yeah, no, it's not. And I'm I'm finding it interesting because now that I'm finding my own way back into spirituality and what that means for me, 
some of my conversations with my parents and with my family, I, I'm beginning to enjoy them a little more because my, my mom was I'm Catholic. I was brought up Catholic. My dad is Southern Baptist. And so for them, God and having faith uh, and the church have always been kind of a source of, of inspiration and a source of stability for them. Um, and for me, it, it wasn't that way because I was, I was gay and growing up in the South and the messages that you received uh, are really about your being is wrong, not even like your, um, <laughs> your blackness or your sexuality. It's like who you are as a, a soul or who you are as this human being is, is wrong. And so as a five-year-old, it's like you carry that with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's kind of what drives your decisions and drives your way of operating in the world. And then at some point, um, it begins to eat away at you. And you're like, wait a minute, I'm, I'm fighting with myself because there's some part of me that's like, no, I'm, I'm great. But then you have these external sources saying, no, you're horrible. Uh, and it you don't know which way to go or what to believe. Or um, if you're a five-year-old, especially in, in the South, and you say, <laughs> piss off. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's not going to go very well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We internalize this stuff. And what you're describing, Donnie, I mean, you had your circumstances that brought that to life in, in your reality. But I think many of us can relate. They, we may not have your story, but your story is the human condition. We sign up for these experiences that, that leave us going, am I really okay? Am I really enough? Am I really safe? Am I really good? When it seems like messages around us are going, oh no, you, that's not going to work at all, right? You're not enough. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, how did it shape the way that you came through that? I mean, we do initially have to learn how to bring ourselves through that, and it makes us so strong. But I've, I've noticed some interesting things in the work that you do. So you're a cancer coach. Can you tell me a little about that piece? Sure. So I, I don't do the cancer coaching work uh, as much anymore. There was about three or four years where I did it. But it, it does shape and inform the way in which I work with people. Um, so when I, I must have been 24, 25, uh, I was working for another company and one of the, one of the independent contractors was helping develop this cancer coach training program. And so I've always been interested in medicine. When I went to school, I was in pre-med, I wanted to be a doctor. So I've always had this interest in, in healthcare and healing. But I found out about the cancer coaching program, and it just resonated with me. So uh, I asked my dad if he would help me pay for the program or if he would pay for the program. And he said, sure. So I applied to the program, um, found out a few weeks later that I got in. And then the week after I got in, my mom got her cancer diagnosis. Uh, And so if I didn't believe kind of in, (laughs) in timing, uh, before then, at that moment, it was just like, all right, I, I get it. Something else is yeah. <laughs> something else is there. And so that really um, took me into this deep kind of spiritual transformational work. Uh, and what I got out of doing the cancer, out of going through the cancer coaching program, 
was that it, it's really about how do you how do you um, give yourself permission to be with the difficult emotions that come with particular life situations. Um, and so for a lot of the a lot of the, the patients and family members that I worked with, it was around processing anger or giving them them permission to not take care of other people. Um, and it was interesting as one of the caregivers for my mom, even though my my sister and my dad were with my mom on the day-to-day side and taking her to appointments and whatnot, I I was really more the support on the emotional side. And one of the, the conversations that I had with my mom one of the very first conversations I had with my mom um, was around whether or not she wanted to live or go. And this was right before she she had to go um, have her surgery to have a, a piece of the tumor removed. And so I'm having this conversation with her and I'm realizing, wow, I'm talking to my mom about dying. <laughs> and this yeah. is, it, it was this moment of realization of oh yeah at some point she she's gonna transition my parents or my dad is gonna transition I'm gonna transition so it, it in some ways it was a very um, grounding conversation because it just allowed me to be open and honest and have this real you know candid conversation with my mom about reality but the other side of that was that it initiated something of, okay, well, I'm not dead yet. So that means that I do have some more living to do. So what does living actually look like? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that that is where um, my work with uh, the cancer community really opened up. It was like, okay, now we get to have more candid conversations. We get to have more compassionate conversations with our loved ones. We get to explore what types of things do we really enjoy. And um, in some ways, it's easier working with somebody who's dealing with a a life-threatening illness than it is with people who haven't dealt with some some kind of um, life circumstance like that. Because um, it becomes very black and white for them. Oh, yeah, I want to spend more time doing X, Y, Z, or I don't want to spend time living in other people's drama, <laughs> which is often the case with with patients and their families. It's like, I can only focus on taking care of myself, and that's what I have to do in order for me to just get through. Yeah. And so it's it's very fascinating work, and it's rewarding work. But I also realized I didn't want to spend <laughs> my life talking about um, talking about illness and talking about death all the time. And so that's where where the work started coming in with Life Maximizer around leadership development and communication and really helping people get a get more clarity about what they're passionate about and what brings them joy. That's a perfect place for us to take a quick break because when we come back, I'm going to ask you about that. What is a question that you use with people to help them get clear about what they really want when they're kind of lost in the busyness of life? Yeah. Have you ever gone to a social media seminar and you have the online experts telling you, get a blog, get a website, get on social media, all this other stuff. By the time you're done with that seminar, that online expert is very good of frying your brain. <laughs> and the funny part is, you come back home, 
you get in front of the computer and you're lost. Hi, I am Mario with Tech Life Balance. I see this all the time. You spend so much money and still don't know what is going on with your online presence. And you know, you probably don't need all of that. Let me go ahead and translate Geek to English for you and show you what you really need because you don't need it all. You probably only need a few components. You have a great message out there and I would like to hear it and I definitely want to help you put it out there. I am Mario Rosales with TechLifeBalance.net. I produce this podcast because I love distributing messages. Let me help you distribute your message. So before the break, I asked you, what question can you ask people or how can you help them get clear without this life-threatening illness or, or thing that they're facing about what they really want in life? Because we get lost and busy and we don't even always know. Yeah, um, it's hard for me to pinpoint one particular question, but I think an, an entry point question that I started asking asking other people and asking myself is, Am I really enjoying this? Yeah. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> and and you know some I think sometimes the initial response is yeah, sure, of course. Um but then when you ask the, that question repeatedly and kind of consistently, then you get more clarity about you know what aspects of it are you enjoying and what aspects of it do you feel like you're just going through the motions of it. And you just have, the train has just been going down this path for so long. It's what you know. Yes. <laughs> and that's perfectly okay. But when you, when you uh, have an awareness of, all right, this is what I'm doing just because this has been the, the path that I've been on for the longest. Um, then at some point you get to, you get to a point where you feel comfortable asking yourself, all right, do I want to stay on this train track or do I want to explore a new one? And that's where the excitement comes in. But that's also where a lot of the fear comes in as well. And I'm so glad you tied those two together because that's exactly what happens. We were talking before we started this show about how you and I have also been going through our shifts and 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 bringing some of the old in with some of the new and shifting and evolving in who we are and how we want to show up in the world. And you're right. it We get the excitement, but with the excitement also comes, for many people, including me, some anxiety or some some fear around, okay, but that means letting go and going into the unknown. And I, it feels like we're being guided to learn to live in the unknown these days, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> we are. We are. And it's so, uh, it's so, if teachers could teach anything in school to students, you know, I wish there was a way to teach like living in uncertainty or living in the unknown. And one of the conversations I was having with a, a colleague just on Monday of this week was this idea of living in, I don't know, or just being comfortable saying, I don't know. And her whole perspective was because of technology and our access to it um, via our mobile devices or just the wealth of information, like you, you have, you can get an answer in an instant. And it can be fact-based, and then that just kind of shuts off kind of any exploration and use of imagination. Yes. 
And I never thought of it that way until <laughs> until you know the week progressed, and I needed to find an answer. And it's like, oh yeah, this is this is how we operate. Um, but what ends up happening with that is everything becomes so planned and so uh, structured that you you lose the, the juice and the joy and the energy about just the exploration phase. And so when I think about exploring possibilities or your journey of possibilities program, it's like, oh, that's so exciting because <laughs> it's all about discovery or rediscovery and exploration and just giving yourself permission to, to be in that kind of wonder and childlike excitement is is needed now. I think needed now more than ever. Yeah. And it's fun. If we can, <laughs> if we can get past that, you know, biting our fingernails and white knuckles and, and <laughs> I mean, it's fun to fly off a cliff once you realize, okay, there's no going back right now. Now the yeah. fun can begin, but you know, there's people that I know for a fact, they watch my journey and they go, wow, it's just amazing what you're doing, Cheryl. And I can see it in their eyes. I'm not doing that, but I'm glad you're having a good time. But unfortunately, or fortunately, I mean, I've, I've heard it called the gift of desperation. It seems like it takes a catalyst and I won't say cancer, but cancer is a catalyst. It takes a catalyst for many people to go, okay, now there's no going back. So what does the future hold? And giving ourselves permission to to wipe the slate clean, or in my case, my house flooding. Like every time I think I start to go back into that settled pattern. Oh, okay. This is the new normal. And then life goes, there is no normal anymore. Get out of that. Your journey of possibilities, live it like stay in the possibility. It's exciting. And it's, it's scary, right? It is. It is. Absolutely. So my, uh, one of my mentors, she gave me the moniker, the life maximizer, and she she is a catalyst for sure. <laughs> and one of the things she told me when we first started working is like, you know, just just know that it takes a little it takes a little while um, when I help people create these containers for themselves um, and their work. It takes a little while for you to catch up, but at <laughs> some point, like all of these other um, opportunities are just going to start showing up. And so you just need to to know that that's part of the process. So I'm thinking, okay, and it must have been it must have been the transition between um, being 29 and 30, where it just felt like all hell was breaking loose. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I don't want to be the life maximizer anymore. This, like, take that moniker back. <laughs> you can have it. <laughs> Because my relationship was changing, my career was changing, my family dynamics was changing. I was relating to my body and my sexuality in a new way. And so that was overwhelming. And so it, it literally felt like all aspects of my life were changing at the same time. And I was just grabbing for something that was normal and stable. And so I imagine it's the same for the people in your world that when they start working with you um, or just having a conversation with you, you're a catalyst. So you open up these new possibilities and then all of the old stuff and the old insecurities or the, the gunk in your life that no longer works um, has to come to the surface so you can address it. So that, that's where the real opportunity lies and the real um, opportunity to be proactive in your life 
happens versus kind of being reactive and needing some life-changing catalyst to happen. Yeah, I agree. And it's funny because there's still the people that'll go, you know, I want to change this thing about myself, but I don't want to touch all that other stuff. It's like they want this safe container where they can change this one thing, but it doesn't change everything. And yet what they can't see is that all the things that aren't serving them are the everything that they won't let change. You know, it's like it is all connected and that's a gift, but we have to be willing to let go of what we think it's supposed to look like so we can receive what it can look like. And that can be a really big hurdle. I mean, it is for me too. And, and then it levels up, right? So we think, oh, okay, I made it through that one. And then here we go again. And it's another one and it's, it's at a different level. Yeah. It's funny. I, I gave a a talk. It must've been a year or so ago um, at my old high school. And they were they wanted me to come in and talk about um, my career, my path, and whatnot. And so I started telling them about it. And then maybe 20 minutes in, I could tell the audience, they were like, oh, okay, yeah. Um, and so something was like, talk about what didn't work. So I started talking about like my my belief and excitement about going and becoming a doctor and then uh, realizing that when I got into biochemistry, I hated science and didn't (laughs) want to do that. And so there was this, there was this um, period of time where I spent all of my childhood saying, I'm going to be this doctor. And then when it came to actually pursuing that path, I had to come up against like, wow, am I going to disappoint people or what are people going to think of me? Because now I'm not pursuing, um, I'm not pursuing becoming a, a physician. Um, so they're going to judge me, you know, and it, it was really more about how do I deal with that disappointment of life didn't work out the way I had planned it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that again. <laughs> just share that it it made me see it again even now with my current position I'm I do some work with the technology company I never expected to be working for an engineering company especially on routers and switches for computer networks that wasn't even in my mind Mm -hmm. um and so it's another one of those uh areas of my life where I I've really had to learn how to let go of my my expectation and my outcome. Yeah. Uh, because it's so different. In some ways, it's so... The line of work or the way that it showed up is so different than what I expected, even though it consists of me doing the work I absolutely love. Right. Yes. For me, it's it's kind of like I find myself going more and more to a place of especially when I get go into that old pattern of I'm frustrated because it doesn't look the way it ought to look according to my story. right? <laughs> and then I go into, but if all of this is just a playing field for me to show up and it's just like a room filled with games and we'll play this game for a while and then we'll play that game for a while. I find that the variety of the different things that I have in my background and the different skills and things I've learned, <laughs> they're, they're like roles that I can put on and play, right? So I can play this yeah. over here and then I can go that... And it's all about how I show up. So if I'm all in my frustration because I, I shouldn't be over here doing this because I want to be over there doing that, I'm not even having fun at the game I'm sitting at the table playing, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's so ironic. <laughs> yeah. 
last night I was I was listening to a, a recording of actually up one of the the cancer coaching kind of monthly calls, and they were talking about uh, they were talking about choice and giving yourself how and how that's such um how that's such a, a powerful a powerful tool. And as you were just sharing, you know, I get to choose which hat I'm gonna to wear while I'm I'm playing. And it's like, oh, that's such a powerful thing to say, because now it's really all right. Even though this is what this is kind of what my circumstance looks like, I can take this piece from my background and that piece from my experience and this piece from my education. I can bring it to what's in this sandbox right here, right now, and that's. I think that's where people really, really get to to explore and see what kind of possibilities lie lie there for them, and that that kind of frame of mind. Yeah, and we're so used to giving our power away. Like I actually did a Facebook live about this yesterday, you know, because I was driving along and I was behind this guy and he was going so slow, and I'm like, why doesn't this guy speed? He must have all the time in the world. And I realized, <laughs> so do I. What am I talking about? I've got all the time in the world too. I just don't want to spend it all going 20 miles an hour behind this guy, right? <laughs> but what I caught was my language. Must be nice to have all the time in the world. I wish I had all the time in the world. How often do we take our choices away, not honor the fact that I'm choosing in every moment what I do with my 24 hours, what I do with my money, my time, my whatever. We have this way of speaking that takes our power and our choice away. And bringing that back is a big shift in energy, even if nothing changes. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember watching your your video the other day and it, it made me think of um, my experience, my experiences working as an actor because you're taking somebody else's, you're taking somebody else's language and you're creating a world just based on that language. It doesn't, it doesn't mean anything until you give it life. Um, and it, before I used to tell my dad, Oh, you know, what am I going to do with a the theater degree? <laughs> <laughs> But it, it's things like that, um, deliberately choosing your your language and seeing that seeing the world that it creates for yourself. That's that's so fun and it's so exciting and it's empowering and you know it. It's great that you got to see that you had other options for yourself. Like, oh yeah, that <laughs> that didn't feel so great. So what can <laughs> I do? What can I say that would feel better? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And reminding ourselves and each other of that. And that's where having a life maximizer or a possibility code, that's where we can help people because we all get stuck in our stuff. We don't see what we're saying and doing and thinking and having somebody around that can help bring that to reality for us, which I really want to know more. How do you help people maximize life? What does that mean for you? <laughs> well, lately it has been... Um, it's really been focused on business professionals who are either in some type of career transition for themselves or they're just looking to do something completely different and navigating that transition because you're stepping out into this unknown territory. So you have dynamics going on with your family. You might have potential financial stuff going on. Um, you might just be in this new uh, area or phase where you're exploring exploring what actually interests you and 
And so it can range. It, yeah, it can range from a number of different things to helping you just get clarity around what does this next phase of your life look like? Or it could also look like, all right, I'm, I know that I'm going through this transition and I'm in a relationship with uh, my significant other. And I really don't know how to communicate this to them in a way that is direct and also just unapologetic. <laughs> like I remember having some conversations with my own partner um, during my my changes in, in my career where I was telling him, hey, I, I've never started a business before. And so this is something new for me. And I'm, I'm learning all of the, the aspects, the good and the bad and the ugly <laughs> that go with being a business owner and, and starting something from scratch. And for him, he's worked um, in his current role for 20 years and he loves his work. <laughs> and it's, it's so nice to have uh, a partner who um, loves what they do and also has that stability um, because when you're going through that transition and if you have a partner who is also not stable, then it makes the transition even more difficult. And so um, a lot of the work that I do with those individuals is really around just talking through how do you how do you move through that kind of communication process? And then uh, I guess for the the business people who kind of have an idea of, of what they're looking for or what they're wanting to do, it's really around how do you put structure <laughs> to your idea and your business and how do you market it and how do you sell it and how do you present it to other individuals so you can um, get new clients or pitch it if you're talking to investors or or um, getting funding for grants. And so my work is becoming a lot more business focused than it has been in the past. That's great. Thank you for sharing all of that. And it's funny because you were talking about how do you put structure around it. I'm sitting here thinking, yeah, that that's such a paradox for me because trying to be a coach and help people live in the unknown and living myself in the unknown and yet seeking that structure, creating structure in the unknown and being flexible to whatever that wants to become can be a really interesting paradox. It is. It, and you know, um, I, and I think Oga has talked about this uh, a few times is I think as creatives, we, we kind of shy away from structure because we're like, no, <laughs> you, you're going to suck all the creative energy out of, out of me. And really um, what I'm finding for myself and what I'm finding as I'm working with more people is we crave structure, but we crave structure around the things that are most important to us. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely true. All right. This has been a fabulous chat. And I want you to know, I could talk to you all day long. I get on the phone with you and it's like we've been friends forever and you know, <laughs> it's fun. So thank you for sharing with me in this way. Is there anything else that you want to share in terms of how you work with people and what you've got going on or how do they reach out to you just through your website? Yeah. So you can send me an email directly, Donnie, D-O-N-N-I-E, at thelifemaximizer.com. And just so you know, I'm also a work in progress. My website is is a work in progress. And so I'm in, I'm in the process of, of changing that now. 
So it'll it'll be in its next evolution pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also, you know, if you're ready to just begin getting some clarity around, hey, what's next for you? Like, I would say, you know, I'd invite you to to check out the the Max Your Vision session because that's really around helping you you anchor anchor yourself in in your your kind of immediate future vision, but it'll also begin to give you a framework for, well, you know, where you want this next phase of your life to go and what does the more authentic you look like or a more authentic way of living look like for you in particular. Fabulous. I love the work that you're doing. And yes, all of our websites are in flux because so are we, right? It's like good luck having a static anything when we live in change. (laughs) How fun. Well, you have so much that you bring to the table and so much that you've lived through. And after everything that we've talked about and everything we didn't get time to talk about today, I'd like to ask you if you have a parting thought that you'd like to leave us with. Hmm. Uh, I've been thinking about this lately and it's, maybe it's a little morbid, but it's, it's real. At some point, I'm not going to be here. You're not going to be here. Mario's not going to be here. (laughs) None of us are going to be here. And what I'm discovering for myself is that I am my legacy. And so if I'm not appreciating me and loving me and accepting me and just honoring who I am and what I have to offer in my presence in the world then it's never actually going to get expressed because there's not going to be anybody else who's had my experiences to share it. And so the same is true for you. And, you know, your your family needs you. Um, the world needs you. Humanity needs you. Your businesses need you. And so I really want to invite people to um, to really just practice giving yourself permission to say what you need to say and do what you need to do um, because it matters. Yes, it does. And that's how you got to be here today. That's how we connected was just being who we are and showing up and meeting in Oge's group. And uh, and I just love it. I love how this show continues to expand and my network continues to expand with beautiful souls like you doing amazing things in the world. Thank you for all that you bring and all that you share. And I'm sure this is not the end for us, but probably the <laughs> beginning, right? <laughs> Absolutely. This has been such a, a beautiful um, day and a beautiful conversation. And um, I'm very appreciative. Thank you. Thank you for being with us. And I want to know, what did you think of Donnie and the show today? Let me know. Contact me, info at journeyofpossibilities.com. Let me know what you like, what you don't like, what you want more of. This is your show, and I want to make it what you're looking for, okay? And we'll see you next week on Exploring Possibilities. <laughs>